Hazard Internet, and welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa where everything is not made up and there are no points. Good afternoon, Al. I'm trying not to move, Mr. Modlin, in my squeaky chair. Super squeaky chair. So what everyone doesn't know is that Rod is the editor, he's the host and editor of the, the show, um, so that you know that when the audio is crap, I blame him, and so does the producers of Two Guys in SharePoint, like you've seen on Twitter. Indeed. We did have some uh, difficulties with the interview audio last week. It's not up to our usual standard, obviously. Um, but with these in the field things, you know, they're often recorded in very noisy areas. And, uh, I think I got it to a listenable range. You guys should have seen it before I edited. Yeah. So just on that, um, it wasn't our kit. Uh, normally when we do it with our kit, our kit works. It was Christian Paul Mike's and I think he purposely. Man, are you serious? What? I'm, I'm going to blame him. Of course I'm going to. Are you seriously, are you picking a fight with Christian Parker? I pick Parker? a fight with anyone I want to pick a fight with. Just ask um, some people that were on Skype I, today. I know. Um, specifically this morning when I picked a fight with them. And if they are listening, you know who you are. It was vicious. I, I remember a while ago where you picked a fight <laughs> with the entire Yamatomi. I, I, I made a bunch of Fabulously. All right, so uh, this week is true. on Two Guys and SharePoint, I'm actually, I should do that in a proper sort of voice thing, and then you can just grab it and add it into um, the show. Anyway, this week on Two Guys and SharePoint, we've got someone that I met that uh, reminds me of Garth Brooks. His name is Daniel Glenn, and that's Glenn with two N's. Uh, it's Glenn with two N's. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, he'll be on the show today, and uh, we're going to catch up with him shortly. And it's over to that recording, Rod. Click the button. And this week on the show, the man with the sexiest beard in SharePoint, Daniel Glenn. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I don't know if that's um, true, but I'll take it for today. Hello. You'll take it for today. Yes. So Dan, for our listeners out there, um, who are you, what do you do, where are you from, and what is the time in your country right now? Right now, it is uh, noon, in, so 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, my name is Daniel Glenn. I am a um, Microsoft MVP, um, focusing on Office 365 technologies. I uh, live in Nashville, Tennessee, in the United States. I work for a company, uh, InfoWorks. We are a um, an agile business solutions provider. So I, like I said, focus on Office 365 technologies and I um, do a lot of uh, helping companies uh, implement Office 365. I help them um, uh, implement SharePoint, do upgrades, do, do lots of um, wonderful things like that. So um, that's that's who I am. And how long have you been uh, doing what you're doing? Mm. I have been um, working for InfoWorks for s a little over seven years now. 
Um, so doing all those kind of things that I just mentioned for, for about seven years, but I've been, um, I've been a SharePoint, um, kind of architect or administrator and, and implementer for, I guess, over 14 years now. Yeah. So I, 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 that old. (laughs) Thanks. I, I'm pretty sure you're, you're older than me. I'm not sure though, actually, now that I say that, but um, we're just as old as we, we want to be. That's my, my opinion on that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, my first SharePoint farm was a, uh, I had a portal 2001 and I had an STS V1. So, yeah. Wow. Did you ever work with the, which one was that? The CMS stuff? Was it a no. content management server? No, I didn't. A good man. Be glad you didn't. <laughs> Because that was arguably an, an abomination of, of what it was supposed to be. So what got you into, uh, have you always been in IT? Uh, was IT a thing growing up? Where did you come from? How did you get into IT? What was the deal behind yeah. it that led you down this path? Yeah, so I I think the earliest that I can remember of, of having a career target, I wanted to... Um, I wanted to be in aerospace, actually, and I uh, kind of set my sights on in high school before going to college, to university, uh, thinking about doing engineering. And aerospace was one of the um, one of my targets. And then um, actually got into electrical engineering and did some schooling on that. And uh, really what got me in IT is uh, they had a cooperative program. Basically, you take a, a period of time off of school and you go work and they pay you. <laughs> uh, the company pays you not as much as they pay a normal employee and you go work. Right. And uh, I was there as an electrical engineer student uh, at university. And they um, but most of the work I did was IT work. I managed servers. I manage the network. I, um, you know, help troubleshoot. I help do maintenance and all these things. And, um, so for a year, um, that's what I did. And I came back and changed my major, um, to get into information systems. So that's kind of how it started. And, um, yeah, I've been in this field since. So did you start off as a developer, as a network Mm. admin? Um, Where was, where was the space that you occupied? Um, I guess the answer is yes. Well, mostly, mostly in, um, in administration. So servers, uh, um, I was a Lotus, uh, Domino administrator, uh, Blackberry server, Blackberry. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever been a Bez <laughs> server? Things. You yeah. should never tell people about it. It's like when I say <laughs> I was a COBOL programmer, it's like, you don't say notes. Well, you don't say Domino and you don't say Blackbird. Yeah, well, I've got them both. Uh, so no one's going to hear this, right? So no one will ever know. Um, <laughs> no, so really yeah, nice I did that. And... While we're recording you as a guest on this week's show. <laughs> I uh, so I, I I ran with that and I did same time, which was Lotus's uh, instant messenger. Um, but I was also doing FTP and, and then when SharePoint was thrown in my wheelhouse, I 
you know, I had a, uh, 3U rack mount server placed under my desk as my playground for running SharePoint. And um, so I, I did development a little bit, but mostly on administration. Okay, so it does sound rather rather interesting with the way that you got into it. Um, mm. But moving forward 15 years, Having the largest registrations for a session at this year's Ignite, what is that experience like? <clears throat> well, yeah, having that, um, I had the small correction, the second largest uh, um, registrations for a uh, one of the MVP sessions. Uh, I think for me, um, that was um, an amazing experience. And... Um, I was, my session was right after the keynotes on the first day had great turnout and, uh, leading up to it. I, I will say I was nervous. Uh, actually I'm nervous every time I speak, but a little bit more so, uh, that day. Uh, but it was an amazing experience of being in front of, uh, those, those people and really sharing my passion for, um, for business intelligence was that session. Um, my next session after that was actually uh, the next day was on Microsoft Teams and SharePoint and uh, how to use those with Office to um, really bring more quality uh, into what your adoption and, and how your people are using those technologies. And I actually had more people show up at that session. Um, so it was... Um, it was a phenomenal experience. Um, not just those uh, delivering those sessions and having that engagement with those uh, attendees, but also, you know, really having the experience of being at Microsoft Ignite and being able to share it with the rest of the Regarding 365 uh, team as well, um, just to, um, you know, be part of interviews and, and talking with people and, uh, podcasting and um, just getting getting um, engaged with the community that way. Uh, I haven't done at, um, at Ignite before, um, and it, it really was an amazing experience this year. So you're part of Regarding 365, right? <laughs> Some say, yes. No, yeah. Um, so yes, I am, and I, I've really enjoyed the experience so far. This year, and uh, Daryl Webster and I uh, do uh, one of the shows. We uh, the regarding three six five shows. Uh, this one is the Office three six uh, three sixty five um, Message Center. The week that was, we cover uh, items that are in the Message Center that uh, come out uh, for Office three sixty five and tell you if they're important or not. Um, and um, uh, what's missing, you know, and, and kind of give some guidance on that. It's really the people I talk to that are really enjoying it or helping with change management, helping with uh, getting to know what's coming and, and why it's important rather than just kind of reading the text on a page. So um, I'm really enjoying being part of Regarding 365. Um, it's a great community that uh, um, even you, um, uh, being part of it is great. <laughs> I, I jest, but no, it's, um, 
fantastic group of of content creators and um, people who are innovating in that space, you know, to to help um, help the masses, you know. So it's been great. How did you get connected with uh, regarding three six five? I mean, Daryl's on. I know how I got connected, but how did you get involved in that whole thing? I so <clears throat> I think Daryl is kind of the the cog in you know the center cog in that uh, gear works, but um, he um, he kind we were talking, and I think it was actually at MVP Summit um, in two thousand and sixteen. Um, we ran into each other. He was living, leaving one dinner and I was going into the same, uh, restaurant, uh, to meet some people. And we, we had been talking and been friendly before then, you know, on social and, and had met in person a few times, uh, that week, I guess. But, um, we just kind of ran into each other and had a five minute conversation that I think kind of blossomed into more, um, and it eventually got me, you know, him saying, hey, let's, you know, starting this thing up um, and, uh, you know, why don't you create some content and, you know, plug it in and, and kind of like, you know, what the rest of the team t- does as well. And then um, I, I, I really don't remember how the show came about. Uh, he was already doing it, uh, and he had me. That's how it, he had me on as a guest one week. <laughs> um, so beware, uh, he had me on as a guest <laughs> one week, and uh, I just kind of stuck around. Uh, I became that guy who you know moves in and takes over your guest room and won't leave. Um, so <laughs> that's that's kind of how it all came about. Um, that you know, getting plugged in with the group and you know, starting with the show. Yeah, I don't think two guys and SharePoint and Dan rolls off the tongue. <laughs> and 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 perpetual guest, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's kind of difficult. Yeah, we, we we don't have a democracy right now. To ever shouts the loudest um, gets away with it. So, uh, so that works well for myself and Rod. Yeah. <laughs> and w- what are you finding? A lot has changed over the last eighteen months in the Microsoft space. Is there a huge impact to your daily activities? Yeah, I think there there is a lot of change that has happened over the last eighteen months, and I think there's a last happening over the last eighteen days. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's been it's been over the last eighteen months. Um, you could chalk up, you know, you could kind of chop it up into small bits and say there's a lot that happened in that section that segment as well um just the transition from this um machine that microsoft is that that um you know they work toward these each group has this goal of we just released a product and so we've already started working on the next one and it'll be a few months before you know, probably a year and a half before we come out with something that is um, an alpha of the next version. And then, you know, kind of this cadence, right, of every two to three years coming out with some new release to every, you know, two to three days, there's a new announcement in the message center in Office 365 saying something's changed or something's coming. Um, it has really changed the way, not only that I work, um, 
you know, kind of like everybody else works, you know, you have your job or you, you take care of tasks and you have your emails and you have your projects and your, uh, and all that. And you try to balance it with your personal stuff, but, uh, also how I work with clients and help them understand, um, you, you know, wh- how do you work in this new space? Um, it's more of this, uh, you know, we, we've had this conversation of what to use when, and everybody's kind of jumped on board. Well, you know, if you're going to do the X, then this is the tool you need to use. Um, it It's kind of transitioned to the use what works for you. Um, and I wasn't on board with that at first at all. And I really didn't like that answer Microsoft had was, you know, people said, I want, if I need to collaborate with my team, what do I use? Do I use uh, SharePoint? Do I use Yammer? Do I use Teams? Do I use Skype? And the answer was yes. <laughs> you know, use what you want. And that that didn't fit with that old way of thinking, right? Um, but now I, I've really grabbed onto that and um, and really accepted that, you know, Teams has a place for me with certain groups of, of teams that I work with. But sometimes I do need to jump into Skype and have a conversation or, um, you know, and even Yammer has a place. So um, that's really over the last 18 months, how that kind of change has impacted me is that it's not a, okay, I go to SharePoint to collaborate. I go to exchange to send emails. I, you know, um, it has, with these evolving features that we're getting so frequently um, that uh, it's really being able to adapt and work with those technologies. We've got so many options. It's just, you know, it's rather than saying, Oh, I need to communicate with you. I'll of course use this. It's, Hey, how do you, how do you want me to communicate with you? Um, So that I can get the best response from each group. I, I, um, it's a huge change and it's a shift that it took me many months to really jump on board. But um, I, I think we need to get out of our inboxes um, and into the world, <laughs> into our work and get things done rather than answering emails. Um, you know, email is the still the most is the common denominator for everything, right? If you think about every service, Email is that common denominator. You get reminders, you get, you know, updates and everything through email. But um, rather than it being the only, you know, main communication device, it's um, it, it's nice to be able to ping somebody and actually, you know, get a response and have that threaded, um, have that interwoven with your content. In, for instance, in Teams, um, you know, to be able to just get stuff done rather than going back and forth in email. So. Um, I know that's a long answer, but I, I think over the last 10, you know, that 18 months or last year, it's, a lot of stuff has changed and it's really had a large impact on, on the way I do my work. Um, so. Are you finding companies coming up to you saying, please come talk to us about information architecture because everything is new? Or are you still having the traditional IA conversations with customers around? This is hierarchically how you store things, and this is how everything works. Yeah, no, I'm, and I would say 
um, nine out of 10 organizations that we have conversations with, they don't know what information architecture is. Uh, so they would never oh, wow. use that term. Um, yeah. So most of the time it's, you know, things like I can't, I want to tag stuff and I can't find stuff. And where do I place this? And, you know, all those, those things really play into what's that information architecture. Um, but, you know, they don't really know those terms. I don't, um, so, and that's fine. Um, those conversations though, yeah, are really about how do we work with this rather than how do you, you know, put it underneath, you know, uh, site A under, you know, under the, you know, site one and then site B and site, th you know, we're not talking about how to structure that. We're talking about how to, um, present the information. Um, and I think that's, that's a, that's a big change rather than, you know, you have your drop down menu that gets you to where you need to go, uh, because it's in a hierarchy. It's more of, um, how do you present the information and how do you surface it, um, rather than, you know, um, that hierarchy. So things like implementing, man, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm implementing, um, a an intranet a sharepoint intranet product i don't know if i can mention it on here but i'll go ahead and do it anyway um i'm i'm doing uh, i've had three i'm implementing uh valo intranet uh, right now yeah, for for a large organization um and then i'm i'm in, and i've had three demos and i'm scheduling a fourth now uh just in the last two weeks and it's because people are hungry for a beautiful modern intranet, but it's not, that's not the be all end all, right? It's also, how do I get to other services? And so we have those kind of conversations. It's your content's not going to all live on your intranet page, right? It's going to, you know, how do I get to the SharePoint homepage? How do I get to teams? How do I get to the other services to be able to engage with people and with content? Um, so it's, it's, yeah, we're definitely, I think my experience is, and, and the way we're, people are working now, we're moving away from that, you know, making sure that, you know, the, the sites are architected and in a hierarchy or whatever. Uh, we're, we're definitely away from that now. Um, not everybody. And sometimes it's a hybrid of, of trying to get people where, you know, how they work, um, to make it best for how they work. But um, I think we're we're having a much richer conversation um, about you know how do we present the information, how do we surface it? Okay, and most of your customers Office three six five are they still having an on premise conversation on premises? Sorry, conversation <laughs> with you. Um, I've got quite a few on prem customers, but most um, most of our my net new customers are Office three sixty five. Uh, or wanting to move there. Um, the existing ones, I probably have had um, Office 365 conversations with about half of them and where they're thinking about it or in the process of moving. It's, um, it really is a, um, it's a shift. And I think given enough time, uh, the vast majority of organizations are going to be in in the cloud, quote unquote, you know, into Office 365, whether that's 
halfway, you know, with a hybrid of cloud and on-prem. Um, I think the vast majority of people will because of that's where the a lot of the new innovation and, and a lot of cloud-only tools exist like Microsoft Flow and um, Power Apps and, and such. So we can, we can play with on-prem SharePoint using those tools, but um, it's a lot easier if it's already in the cloud. So um, I, we, I've got a, a customer that's still on 2007 um, SharePoint and <laughs> won't budge. And, <clears throat> you know, that's an interesting topic. Um, actually, you know, it's probably a, a, a longer topic than we have uh, time for today, but about, you know, people making investments in technology yeah. and then, you know, the technology evolves, but they made that investment and it works for them. And so they're kind of stuck. Um, and then, you, the know, they, you know, it, it's, it's, it happens a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen adoption for 2016 SharePoint on-prem. For me, I don't know about anyone else, but for me is the adoption has been really low um, because they, they went to 2013 and it was this, you know, they made a lot of investment in it because of the, the, you know, jump from 2010 was, you know, it was a great jump. But then when 2016 came along, it was that kind of, you know, we didn't, we made a lot of investment. We're not going to move right now. So, um, like you know, think, go ahead. Yeah. I think from our side, jumping from, uh, there was a huge departure from 2007 to 2010. Mm-hmm. Technically, physically, what it did, hard could scale and everyone jumped on the bandwagon. And then there was a smaller departure moving to 2013, look and feel, those sort of things. On the back end, there was a lot done to 2016. But mm-hmm. people looked at it and went, mm, it looks the same. It smells the same. Oh, you added more shoelaces to that uh, to that shoe. Great. I yeah. only need the first set of shoelaces. I don't need the second one. So it was more niche for guys that wanted to scale larger. Outside of that, and obviously, well, we still get hybrid in 2013. I think with Feature Pack 2, and I think whatever they're going to be doing in SharePoint 2019, I think that could possibly be a big push for people to go from 2013 to V next, you know? I agree wholeheartedly. And I think, um, you know, it's something that, um, you know, we kind of need to be very mindful. Uh, we used to say Microsoft was a, you know, cloud first company and they said it, um, now it's AI, right? First. Um, but there's still that cloud first, kind of push. And so, um, you know, I don't know anything, you know, as an MVP, you know, or, or any other conversations, I don't know for sure, uh, one way or the other. So that disclaimer is out of the way. I'm being totally honest with that. I, um, you know, my suggestion is going to be, if you want to be on-prem or even hybrid, you know, uh, 2019, uh, is not a version to be skipped. Um, because I don't know what, I don't know, you know, the whole idea of skipping is that you would land on the other side. <laughs> I just don't know what that might actually be on the other side of 2019. So 2019 is the, is the landing one land on it. If you want to be on prem or hybrid um, and yeah. you're kind of debating Look, it's, right it's, now. There's a short enough time just to hang on. I mean, we're going to see a, a preview build of that what middle of next year 
I, be sooner. I think there's been some hinting. Um, you know, you, you can read between the lines on some of the things. There's going to be a SharePoint conference in uh, Las Vegas, um, in Nevada in the United States uh, on, uh, what is it, in May, May. right, yeah. of, ne- of 2018. There's been some hinting and such that that's the conference to be at if you want to learn about um, the new version. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think guessing for middle of next year of seeing something um, would, is not a bad estimate. All right, so thanks for being on the show. How do people find you on the Twitter Twitterwaratis and the interwebs? In the intertubes and the interwebs, yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Daniel Glenn, D-A-N-I-E-L-G-L-E-N-N. Um, you can find me at DanielGlenn.com. That's where I blog. Um, and, of course, you know, check out Regarding365.com. We have our uh, YouTube channel where um, we have some wonderful uh, videos there and uh, some content from Ignite that uh, even I, th- I believe you're in, which is surprising. I've got, let I've you got on. an entire segment there, right? Two guys in SharePoint. So it's there. Yeah. So, two guys in SharePoint and Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> I love how you say that. Um, it's uh, So, yeah, check me out. Check us out there. Subscribe. And, and um, we do that show every Monday. Um, it's Monday afternoon for me, which is 1 p.m. Central time in the U.S. Um, so uh, you can join us live or see the world recordings. Much later, yeah. yeah. So that's how you All do right, it. All right, great. Well, thanks, thanks a lot sir. for being on the show, and I'll chat to you soon. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate the interview. But it's a long pause there, Modlin. Did you forget your lines? Yeah, bro. It's difficult. Like, your handwriting on the script is real bad. Anyhow, moving on to our, our, our next segment. Um, do you want to introduce it, or should I do the voiceover thing that I do every week? I'll, 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 I'll give it a try. Right. Um, so it's time for In the News. Yay! How was that? Is that good? That works. Do you need to, need to drop to an octave low? But um, we'll go with that. I won't even try it. I'll, I'll practice. I'll practice. So what have you got rolled up for us? So in the news, um, first up, but just a cool little thing, not really enterprise level, but um, Microsoft are starting to get a bunch of the value out of the LinkedIn integration and Office 365, Office 365 subscribers now have a LinkedIn powered resume assistant. So it'll scrape your LinkedIn profile and it'll put it into Word and build up a resume for you, a CV. And it'll take all your experience and all that sort of jazz and format it for you, which is pretty cool. Have you tried it? Do you know where it is? Is it like I haven't. a first release? Or I, what is it? I, I have not checked it myself. I just saw that it was available. The, the, the time that I would take to check all these things out, I am using to talk to you, Al. Oh, is it my fault now that you haven't actually um, expanded into finding out about these things? No, it's our listeners' faults. All right. Definitely. Okay. Always. All right. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. But yeah, that, that is there. So you guys can go check it out. I'm not particularly looking to put together a CV uh, anytime soon. 
but it's it's quite cool. I, I like the fact that Microsoft are integrating all that data into their services. I think. Well, it's, the fact that your company retweets and listens to the show that's a good um it's <laughs> a good reason <laughs> i do like it here i know you do i know you do just for reference yeah. uh, next up microsoft has announced that they're now integrating a bunch of third-party security information into microsoft defender atp that's um the advanced threat protocol so there's a bunch of uh other they're not really antivirus, but that's sort of the base, right? Um, for Mac, Linux, iOS, and Android. And those are now going to feed into the Defender ATP definitions. And so while you're controlling all of your devices through, through the Microsoft stack, you'll get um, the protection from all of those as well through Defender ATP. Sounds pretty. It is ATP. pretty cool. I'm sure that's tennis. If people that watch sport on, uh, what is it? What is this TV channel thing we have? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Geez, I don't I, have a TV. The dish, the multi-choice, multi-choice. Sure. So ATP, if you go check ATP on there, it's actually tennis. In this case, it's not tennis. Sure. And and maybe it's not an official abbreviation, but I don't want to have to say Microsoft Defender Advanced Threat Protection every time I need to reference it. Okay. But I suppose well, in the context that we're talking about, we, we will never, ever talk about tennis. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of news from my favorite thing. So, so can I do some more news before you jump on? Because you just rambled sure. off. Please. It's my turn now. Yeah, Let's you go host. for it, bro. You you co-host right. co-host the hell out of it. <laughs> so, so Microsoft has got the new and updated web parts rolling out. Yeah, those are cool. Very exciting, very exciting. I mean, they announced it at Ignite this year, and it's starting to roll out. So they reckon I think it's by the end of the year it'll definitely be out, and it's coming to first release for selected users. Now the reason why I mentioned this is because I can't remember what was first released for selected users. But how we enabled that, Mark Anderson actually, you know, you've got that first release, right? Yeah. And first release, you can set it up for tenant wide or you can, you can actually go, you can assign users to first release. Okay. Oh, so that's how you have to do it. Yeah. It was yeah, communication that's it was. sites. That's how we got it enabled. Otherwise, even if it was set to first release, but tenant wide, you never got that feature set. So once again, thank you, uh, Mark Anderson, for telling us that it's first release for selected users yeah that's super handy yeah so, um, make sure so you can go turn it on and play around with them have you played around with them yet Al? no i haven't because i spend most of my time talking to you you see it's not just me all right but it was my new segment dude so don't interrupt me while i'm doing these things all um, right next on it's a discussion bro next on my list Back in the old days with the old Groove.exe and the OneDrive sync limits and all of those things, it was always difficult to find the limits when it comes to SharePoint Online. Yeah. There's an actual page that talks about SharePoint Online limits, and it was recently updated, well, recent as being in August, but I've stumbled across it because it was on Twitter. And the one that I want to get to, which is important, because everyone knows how many What's the limits around sub-sites per site collection and file sizes and all of those things? 
Um, strangely enough, the the file size limit for what was yeah. that? Did someone hoot? That was that was my phone buzzing. But yeah, there's a bunch of traffic in the background. Yeah, so there is uh, you know the two thousand sites subsites. Whoever creates two thousand subsites needs to be shot. A fifteen gig per file file size limit. Fifteen gig. Hectic. Yeah. That's really crazy. So yeah, you know you've got all the major versions and minor versions, the important one, and how many um, groups users can belong to. That's not what I'm interested in because that's always been the same. Yeah. OneDrive sync limit. Okay. Remember we spoke about this, and there was no information at the time what you could and couldn't sync. What do you think it's set to? I have no idea, dude. Enlighten me. 100,000 files. 100,000 files. Yeah. Okay, but it, That's with is the, that like per account or for the tenant or? In a single OneDrive or team site library. 100,000 files. That's And that's used for optimum performance. So I don't know if it's a hard limit. <laughs> so what, what, you, what you're telling me is that it's effectively infinite. Go find me someone that's got a hundred thousand files in the same because library. it's either. Well, I suppose per site, sure, but yeah, well, well per OneDrive, you know, per OneDrive, yeah, um, yeah. So it's, uh, we recommend storing no more than. So it's not a limit, but it's it's a recommendation. That is so that's absolutely that's mad. Uh, One hundred. I know there was a lot of debate about two years ago when the new. Uh, well, the next-gen sync client, which is uh, OneDrive.exe, not Groove.exe, around what the limitations are. So my question then really is, yeah. why would, I mean, think about migration self-service right now. Yeah. Now, I could literally go to my personal folder that's sitting on a server somewhere, and I could drag that now into my OneDrive folder and walk away. Yep. Some things to think about there, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's not the optimum way to do it because then all these files are just in a random OneDrive. You want a little yeah. bit more thought into how you're architecting that. Not that it probably matters all that much until you get to like proper scale, I guess. Oh. But also some, some interesting things around, uh, this is squarely aimed at small business, uh, mid-sized business and small business premium. But everyone asks, so how much storage do I actually have in the cloud? So for small business and small business premium, one terabyte. And that obviously scales when you go look at the other plans. But it's always a question. And you can purchase up to a maximum of 20 terabytes of storage in the cloud. That's a lot. Yeah. So there are more resources at support.office.com to have a look at that. Anyhow, moving along, I've got two more items and then we can jump into your stuff. Sweet. What else the you got The new app us? launcher. The new app launcher has been Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, me neither. Well, I've seen it at the customers, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, I, 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 I haven't. The two tenants that I have, I haven't seen it yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, it's that, and then what I'm really excited about is you can now link tasks in Project Online to a planner plan. Really? They actually pulled that yes. off? Yes. That is super exciting. I mean, we've spoken about it before. You can now officially go and do that. That is so cool. So like it's, yeah, that's awesome. Hey. That is super, super cool, man. 
No, I'm very excited about that. So I think that's it from me, uh, Mr. Mondo. Cool. Um, and then, still in the news segment, there's a bunch of news about uh, my favorite thing, flow. So, so are you going to do it in the news or are you going to do it in um, Go With The Flow? I am going to do it now in the news and it will also count for my Go With The Flow later. Oh, so, that's, that's, you're skimping now, hey? You're skimping now? Yeah, well, that's I can save like, one of them and do it later, but let's rather, so, let's rather yeah. keep uh, all like information together. Come on, you're an ECM guy. That's, I'm, a, uh, I'm a former ECM, ECM guy. I'm a former ECM guy. I'm a current content services guy. Okay. Well, we need ECM in this case, not content services. So, as you were talking about, um, you can now link tasks in Project Planner. In Flow now, you can also have planner triggers. So, they've um, announced a, bunch, a, a few new Flow capabilities. So, one of them is planner triggers. So, if new things are created there, you can kick off uh, Flows. Um, you can also now deal with attachments in SharePoint lists which is pretty cool. Um, and a bit of a crazy one, you can now do flow management in flow. So you can use a flow to create flows, manage flows, um, build flows, give uh, rights to flows. So you can use a flow to manage your flow, which is quite cool. Look, I'm not so that tells me you could... I think that is pretty good because that means there's a programmatic way to give people rights to flows, which makes it a much more enterprise level thing, right? You don't have to do it manually, which is what, which is one of the things that I think, uh, hold the back of it. I'm not, um, I don't like flow. I'm sorry. Sorry, my I, I know you've, I've, I know you've said this, but it is cool and it is a thing that happens and it has use cases it really does um and i think you're being specifically belligerent about it and not open-minded you're still comparing it to a nuntex a sharepoint designer dude it's not those things it's exactly what customers do it's not what i do it's like microsoft going cool. here's a migration okay, that, that's tool. nice here's a sharepoint migration tool you can use the tool but what they don't do is they don't say well what are the limitations it must be under 300 users and it's dog slow so you got this plethora of customers getting information from out there right and then they we have that to is, deal with shit every day well this is the thing i'll this is why we exist this is why our jobs exist. I'm not Gordon Ramsay, so, and I don't run around into kitchens and doing kitchen nightmares. If I could do SharePoint nightmares, then great. If I could get paid to do that, I'd happily do that. But I don't get paid to do that. It, it definitely has a place. And it's up to us as consultants to know what that is and what those use cases actually are so that we can inform our clients and make sure they are properly informed about what the tool is and what it can accomplish and what it can't. Okay. All right. So you, you're getting pissed off because people don't know things is old. But yeah, just my two cents. Okay. Back to the cool flow things. All right. There are, there are new connections. Um, Custom Vision, DMB Optimizer, Enadoc, and one that I'm going to pronounce as Signal 4. Uh, more services it can connect to. And then some improvements to existing actions, 
when you run a SQL stored proc now, you get dynamic content for each field in the in the stored proc, which is quite cool. Um, there's a metadata only 0365 Outlook email trigger that'll be a lot faster because it's, it, it's not waiting for a poll, it's more real time. Um, you can create block blobs in Azure Storage with Flow now, if that's a thing you want to do. Uh, and with the HTTP with Azure AD connector, it will now support all HTTP methods. Is HTTP still a thing or is it HTTPS? Because I can't see anyone using just generic HTTP though. Well, it, it's the methods, right? So get all of those. It's, it's, the, it, it's the methods, not like that. It's called HTTP. I'm sure you can do it over HTTPS. I'm not a code guy myself. But you're a flow guy, though. I am a flow guy. You people. What else, Mister Modlin? What else? I think it's I think it's really good connective tissue, dude. Nothing else can connect to all these services. Like being that bridge is really. Nintex really cool. workflow cloud connects um, to everything. Just saying. Cool. Um, and the last little bit is that um, flow audit events will now be available in the 0365 Security and Compliance Center. So you can keep a check on on your flows. Okay. Is it my turn now? And that's my Are go with the flow. The Are we, is that a news wrap-up, Mr. Modlin? I think that is a news wrap-up. Well, unless you've got anything else you'd like to add in? Nope, nope, nope. Cool, man. So you've got a segment for us. Well, my segment, my usual segment that I don't move around or incorporate into news. Let's start there. I actually spend time and energy making sure that I do my stuff. Anyhow, so new features I didn't know about of the week. So first thing, uh, you've used ShareGate before, right? I have. So remember with ShareGate, there's actually two sections. There's ShareGate and then there's the migration tool. Yeah. So they've got that management engine and then they've got the migration one, you know. Um, I've used the migration one. I, I can't remember if I've ever used the management one. I don't think I ever have, no. Yeah, I've, I've, used, I've used the migrator a couple of times. Yeah. So what they've done is they've migrated. <laughs> 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 they've migrated the two tools into one. So you've got one uh, visual um, section to look at it. So they've, they've merged it into one package. And so you, you can actually manage both from there. Well, you can manage the management of the management of the migration because it's been migrated. The management has been migrated into the migration, which is now management and a migration interface. Yo, dog, I heard you like migration. <laughs> so everything's in there. So that's quite cool. Um, and there are no longer any tabs. Um, there's a bunch of tasks and it's all funky, funky, funky. Very cool. Nicely done. Nice to see people uh, working on these tools because they're very important. And the more complicated these environments get, yeah. which they are, um, the more important so those tools are. They've made it much easier to work with and all of those things. So it's quite neat. Um, so I'm very excited about testing that out, taking it for a test drive. As soon as I can find time, which is apparently back, by the way. That's the other thing. Find time. Remember that turfed it and then it came back and they turfed it and oh, it's kind of yeah. floating around somewhere because you've got similar options 
But I think what Microsoft does is they actually go out and they release a or pre-release a product and it doesn't work and they realize, well, it is actually closer to this engineering team stuff that they're doing and then it gets sucked into the bigger component. Yeah, that works. I mean, that's, that's what you want your R&D to do, right? But it's interesting because a lot of discussion. It's the same with the community leader portal that Microsoft was going to release. And then it went into beta. We tested private beta. We tested it. And then we got asked to tweet about it. And then a week later, they pulled it. And it literally died even before it was released. But you can now go to tech community and upload. You can upload yourself as a speaker. So some of the functions that was tested and built into the community leader portal. It's now coming into the tech community portal. Makes a lot of sense, though. It does. You don't want to split those out too much. You want to keep people together so they can communicate more effectively. All right. Is that it from your side and my side and from everyone else's side? I think that is it. Um, Thank you to the listeners for tuning in this week. If you want to get hold of us, you can find us online, twoguysinsharepoint.co.za. We're also on Twitter, at Two Guys SharePoint. I'm on Twitter, at Odd Modlin, and L is... At Alistair Pugin. Sweet brew. Good cost. No mess-ups. No blooper. Is there no blooper? I I haven't said anything weird. You haven't said anything weird. It's like a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Oh, good Lord, man. That's upsetting. I mean, this will probably be the (laughs) piece. All right, that's cheers from us. Ciao, ciao. Cheers.